Welcome back to the Sit a Spell podcast. It's that time. Come on up, grab a chair, sit a spell. Welcome back to the Sit a Spell podcast where we laugh continually and unending and make ridiculous fools of ourselves. And this is probably the third take that we've tried to start this episode because Crystal got up and we all needed drama mean because she was moving all over the place. And she found <laughs> out a, and she found out a new like secret. Yeah, and she found out a secret, and secrets don't make friends. So Secrets uh, don't make friends, but you're not supposed to talk about this on podcast, Justin. Well, it's a secret that I don't know about, so I can talk about that. So <laughs> anyhow, uh, so today we are talking about uh, gear. Um, so by gear, you know, uh, Crystal makes fun of the way I say gear. Uh, but what do we need? Supplies, utensils. Equipment. Equipment. Um, so we got to talk about what do we need? Cause if we're going to uh, do food preservation, we don't just, you know, take off and go. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of kick us off here. The, the favorite thing that I get typically every summer from somebody that is new wanting to do food preservation is I just bought this pressure cooker. How do I can in it? Yeah, don't. I mean, <laughs> I mean it, do you all get that question as agents? All the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. All the time. And so, you know, it, it's one of those things that the pressure cooker is uh, definitely not for canning. It is for um, other uses. I don't know. Have you all been asked about uh, Instant Pots yet? Because I haven't, but I assume it's coming. Yes. I've not I had have. a question, but I have seen lots of stuff on the Facebook about canning in your, mm-hmm. in your Instant Pot and how it's so easy and convenient. Mm-hmm stresses me out folks stresses me out so obviously uh usda does not recommend uh processing in a pressure cooker um so ladies what what do we actually need if we're going to do any food preservation and we're going to pressure can not pressure cook i mean what what are we looking for so we're talking about pressure canning like we're not starting on water bath right if you're wanting to specifically Correct. so low acid foods can. low acid foods like what would y'all say is the most popular low acid food that you get questions about that would need to be pressure canned? Green beans. That's green mine. Green beans. As yep. well. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to um, can green beans, you're going to have to have a pressure canner, not a cooker. Pressure canner. There um, is a difference. There's a big difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Presto is a. Mm-hmm main brand of that and I think you need to decide how much are you going to um, be canning and how often because uh, I know when we were putting our kits together for pressure canning we got a regular size canner Um, and then we realized hey we need a double canner that we can get our batch done all at once so we went and got a double canner too so just deciding um, what kind of amount you're going to be canning Depends on what size of pressure canner that you're going to get. And then there's also two types, right, sis? There are two types. So you have your dial gauge pressure canners and you have the weighted gauge. And if you're like me, um, growing up, we didn't call them a weighted. Weighted. What would we call them? The rocker. Uh, we called them the jigglers. We, ca- we called it the rocker at, at our house. Yeah. We have the jigglers or the dial gauges. Um, but keep in mind that we use their pressure canners. It's a little bit of an investment. So like Megan said, you really want to research and decide 
what you're going to be canning, what you're going to be using it for, because you want to make the most of your purchase. Listen, my, my favorite memory growing up, it, I hate, now listen, I think we talked about this in one of the previous episodes um, or off the air, but um, I hated gardening growing up because my parents always did what seemed like a 40 acre garden and like five miles of green beans and popping beans for the rest of your life. And that was just the first <laughs> run of them. Um, I think but, you have said every episode. Good. I just want to make sure. I think I'll be consistent and say it all, all 10 episodes <laughs> this year. Um, but I, I'll never forget it because it was like clockwork. I'd fall asleep on the couch and that stupid rocker jiggler would go to bananas and mom would yell, somebody get up and turn it down on medium. And, and it just sits there and does that, you know, for however long the process time is, I don't remember <laughs> off the top of my head. And you're just like, this is terrible in every way. Uh, but now I think back about it and I'm like, Oh yeah. Memories. We're not going to do that. Here. I feel like a jiggler is the background music of my childhood, oh, my absolutely. childhood summers. <laughs> because I feel like during the summer, it was a constant noise. <laughs> yeah, other people have summer. Mi- other people have summer mixtapes, and the rest of us are like, "Yeah, we listened to the Pressure Canner go all yeah. summer long." We listened to the Pressure Canner, <laughs> but the thing about your um, weighted gauges, they they they're good. You're pretty solid with them if you have that kind of jiggler or rocker. Um, but if you have a dial gauge, they need to be checked for accuracy um because any kind of bumps or anything that you know they can kind of get out of whack so they need to be checked for accuracy and where can you get them checked at at your local extension office by appointment right now because of the COVID-19 <laughs> And you also want to call your local extension office because some of them may or may not have the actual equipment to test it. So just FYI, don't show up and be like, what's up? Let's test this. (laughs) So for myself, I did not grow up here. I'm I'm feeling a little cheated by childhood right now. I did not grow up here in that jiggler because I guess I was a tomboy. So I was out uh, in the hayfield. Instead of in the kitchen, God, I don't know what's worse throwing hay or hearing the jiggler. That's <laughs> no, right. like hey. option double Way Z worse. on both of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, catching cows in the in the head shoot, head gate. Yeah, so um, but so since I did not grow up with that experience um, of the, of the the jiggling going on, and maybe because you know I've told the soup story before. We may not, Granny might not have pressure canned anything. <laughs> she might have just water packed <laughs> it off. Uh, but since I'm not, didn't have that experience, I am way more comfortable with the dial gauge because I can see like the number. Like, you know, if it says process at 12 pounds of pressure, I can see the 12 pounds of pressure. So I think that if you're inexperienced, that's something to think about too, um, is you may want that dial gauge to, I to agree. focus it. Yeah, and see, I'm on the flip end of that, Megan. I much prefer the weighted gauge. Uh, maybe it's because of the soundtrack of my summer, like uh, Crystal said, but um, I also feel like I don't have to come back and keep watching the gauge. Uh, you know, I don't have to adjust. You don't feel like you have to babysit it. Yeah, I just, much. once it starts rocking, I turn it down a little bit and keep a good steady rock, and we just keep rolling. Yeah. Ah, rock and rolling. I'm like, ooh, ooh, let's turn it down. Yeah, focus on that number. I guess that's just, yeah, personal preference. Another thing that I think that uh, folks need to think about is what are you, you know, we've said, what are you going to be canning? If you're like, I want to do jelly and salsa. That's the things I'm going to focus on canning. Do you need a pressure cannon? 
No. No. Not necessarily. Yeah. Um, a water bath canner is a lot cheaper than a pressure canner. If you're just going to be doing, yeah. uh, you know, things like that, then you may not need a pressure canner. Yeah. Now, before we talk about the water bath, um, one of the other things that really interests me, or, I mean, I don't know that it's like a, a nerdy interest or anything, but just when we talk about the equipment or the gear, um, when, when we talk about that, um, one of my favorite things, I, my first summer in extension, I started on, uh, I graduated college on May 24th or 5th, and then I started working in extension on June 1st, and then on June 3rd, I went to 4-H camp. Um, so that was like crash course and extension right there. And I'm still here, uh, nearly 11 years later. And so with that, I come back and then it's food preservation season. And I knew nothing about that because they don't teach you that in college. Um, they just, it just, it wasn't a part of family studies. And I go to Morgan County, Kentucky, cause I worked in Kentucky for a couple of years and I'm with a lady who's worked for 25 years. And this woman <laughs> brings in her, I mean, it's an old pressure canner. I mean, it is old. And Did she it said, uh, lock the like screw down? No, it wasn't the screw down. It's still oh. twisted. It's still twisted on. Uh, we have the screw down in our cannery, um, and those are those are great. But um, it was just old. You could tell it was old. And <laughs> the agent went to flip the lid and check the seal inside of the lid of the pressure canner to make sure the seal was good and not dry rot. Um, and there was a snake skin that had dried to it because <gasps> it had been in the attic. And that agent threw the pressure canner lid and screamed and ran out of the building it was the that's greatest like, thing ever that's like one of my worst like Whoa. no that makes me think of when you see somebody coming in the office with a jar or a bag i usually hit the door out the other end because i know what's gonna be in that jar or bag can y'all tell me what kind of snake this is <laughs> you remember when those guys brought that snake in in a reusable shopping bag and they said yes. i think somebody identify that this snake i said in a bag, in a shopping bag. <laughs> yeah. Get out. <laughs> so, so the moral of the story, Crystal, is you know, you used to work in Morgan County, Tennessee, and Morgan County, Tennessee, yeah. Morgan County, Kentucky, not a whole lot of difference. Snakes. Same thing is gonna happen. <laughs> snaky, snaky. <laughs> They're snaky. Yeah. Uh, I feel so, like this could lead into a whole other podcast series of what extension agents have seen or. <laughs> snakes in an extension office featuring samuel m jackson (laughs) it's like it's like the it's like lifetime uh uh the ocho you know if there's like eight different espns it'd be on the eighth version of lifetime that's where that movie would be at but one of the big things out of that though is is checking that seal um because if you don't if that that rubber gasket's not good then your whole process is kind of up a creek I was just fixing to say, I call it a gasket. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Leave me alone. Oh, my gosh. We're on the words again. You know I get confused easily. <laughs> Leave my semantics alone. <laughs> let's get back to talking about gear. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about this gear. What else do we need? So, so your gasket, you can replace those. They're like five bucks. Yeah, they're cheap. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're not much. Usually so, at your local hardware store, co-op. Yeah. Um, you can even order them online if you want to, if that's your, your way to go. A um, little bit harder to find, though, because you got to make sure you got the part number correct. If you go to a local mm-hmm. co-op or hardware store, they can probably look at it and say, oh, yeah, here it is. We'll order it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there anything else we need to cover about pressure canners? We talked about the gasket. We talked about the dial gauge. We talked about the weighted gauge. We talked about it can't be a pressure cooker. 
Do we need to talk about um, the types of surfaces that we can put them Ooh. on, such as good sis, such as our cooktops? Hey, that's actually a really, really good point. Because um, how many of us have smooth top? You guys have smooth top at home? I do. I do, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. unfortunately, see mine. If you look at your manufacturer's uh, booklet, there you can see. And actually, our stove went out back in the fall everything just burned up as i turned it off and it was annoying as i'll get out i was just like what the heck man uh, like literally i turned the knobs and they started smoking when i turned them off like it went pop and a fire and i was like nice. holy crap the stove is what? done um, and so it we went and got a new one and the, one of the things i looked at was hey can we can on this if we want to um so there are some that can and some that you cannot um, Y'all remember the story that we learned, you know, we, we teach Canning College, but we also go through Canning College to be trained. Y'all remember the story of the, and I don't I think it was in West Tennessee, the extension office that uh, before that was a known that you can't pressure can on some of glass tops that it was a brand new glass top stove and it shattered the, it shattered it, it shattered the yeah. top of it in the office oh. because of pressure canning on it. Cause wow. there's different, Definitely. there's, different reasons why you can not possibly and that is one of them it could shatter it another one is it, it heats kind of it can heat inconsistently well well yeah because you know the old burners they just stayed on and the the mm -hmm. new burners fluctuate to regulate temperature uh but also if you move it around you can scratch it but even if your manufacturer you know if they say hey it's good to go fire it up you can all the jelly you want or green beans or you know pick your poison uh, no, don't pick your poison. This is about not having botulism. Don't pick your poison. <laughs> uh, but you got to think all that weight on that glass top from your water, your jars, your produce. Um, if you move that around too much, number one, you're probably going to get scratches that you can't get out. And then number two, you could, like like we've said, crack that glass. And that that's no bueno, right? No, no bueno. No bueno. Um, you can, uh, if, if you have a flat top, but an alternative is you can invest in a, um, a hot plate, but I say hot plate. Not a traditional flat. hot plate that is flat. That's, exactly, that's where I was going. <laughs> like you've got to make sure that you, um, you had too long of a pause. People were going to stop the, <laughs> stop the podcast and run to Walmart and get a, get a hot plate. Get a $5 also, hot plate. Also, Don't get that. Used to sneak into your dorm room. Don't you, get those. You're just getting the audio here, but I actually acted like I was running, you know, like everybody in the world can see, but just Megan and Crystal. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you get, and again, just like how you have to do your stove, is you've got to look at the manufacturer, do some research, and make sure that you get one that is okay to um, to pressure can on. So that's one alternative if you have a flat top stove, you can't can on. Yeah. And then uh, if you did choose to do like a, a, um, a gas burner outside, um, you could do that, but you better have plenty of gas, right? Because if you're right. doing like a little, if you have a long process time, because you got to remember your process time doesn't start. And we'll talk about this in further episodes, but your process time doesn't start until your jiggler starts jiggling <laughs> or until you get up to pressure and you hit that on your dial gauge. Or if you say it like me, your rocker starts rocking. Um, not off your rocker, but your rocker starts rocking. Uh, so that's when your, pro uh, your process time starts. And then if you're water bath and it doesn't start until you come to a full bowl. Yes. Full bowl. That's rolling bowl, rolling bowl. <laughs> Good. Boil. I'm glad nobody. Oh, bowl. she did it. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm glad nobody said boil. And then she did it. 
I know, but I don't typically. Bull. <laughs> <laughs> Not B U L L for those of you, uh, our friends from above the Mason Dixon line. We're um, going to do a whole episode one day on dialects and words. I've already decided. Oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's, it's, it's coming. Um, I reckon it, it should. It's already integrated Ooh. in here. <laughs> you know, I was Uncle Yule uh, in the Christmas play at church this past year. And uh, where's about Jen's from? Was my favorite line. <laughs> Show enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was it we said? Oh, I was talking about one of my exit lines was like, uh, Granny's uh, hog jaws, cornbread, and collard greens really twangs my buds. And I walk off laughing. <laughs> and there was really somebody. Does what? And there. Uh, twangs my buds? buds. My taste yeah, buds. Yeah, that's a new one for buds. me. You must have picked that up in Kentucky. <laughs> no, it was, in, it was in the script. I didn't write the script. Uh, but I, I did have a, a, a lovely older couple from Michigan ask me, they said, what does twang, twang your buds mean? <laughs> I said, your taste buds. Oh, okay. Anyway, so we've talked about pressure, we've talked about pressure canning. So uh, now we kind of shift our focus to water bath canning, which most people are much more comfortable with because they've heard the horror stories of grandma's green beans exploding, the lid busting like a, uh, you know, an explosion in the house and shooting green beans everywhere, all that good stuff. Well, have I told you my green bean story? No. (laughs) So in a canning college, one one evening, uh, (laughs) or something happened in processing our our green beans. And so we know that if they don't seal and they're not processed correctly, that you've got 24 hours to reprocess, right? Right. so that's what we were doing. We were reprocessing the green beans. So we were there early before a crowd came and I had been watching, you know, I just talked about how I like to watch that dial gauge, <laughs> watch it. And it was not moving. And I'm like, what is wrong with this thing? Like, why is it not? Something is not right with this stove. Something is wrong. Well, then after this has went on for a little while, just a little still small voice said, remember when you dropped that gauge and the plastic oh. popped off and you just popped the plastic back on. Well, what happened when I popped the plastic back on is I bent the arrow of the gauge so it was stuck. <laughs> so when I took it off and I pulled the arrow out, it went all the way to the, I'm fixing to blow mode, like just shot straight over. So luckily Yikes. with our pressure canner today, there is a safety valve so it would not have blown up and and put green beans all over the place. But yeah, you got to be careful with those things. I was actually about to say something very similar about how anymore your new pressure canners won't blow through the ceiling. (laughs) What they would typically do is lock down. And that's what happened um, in one of my classes. Well, actually at my training, we had a pressure canner full of green beans and the lid locked down and they never could get it off. Uh, Dr. Bernie, who y'all will meet eventually, um, actually took it back to UT, had engineers working on it. They had to throw the whole canner and everything in the garbage. Wow. Could never get the lid off. A lot of them have that little rubber piece. It's just like, it looks like a little black dot on the side and it'll, it'll blow out so that the pressure Mm -hmm. relieves. Uh, Yeah. There's a lot of safety measures. It just locked up. Never could get it unlocked. Isn't that crazy? Nice. That is crazy. But I mean, it didn't blow a hole through the ceiling. Yeah. Interesting. 
So yeah. that's why most people feel more comfortable doing the uh, water bath because you have bowl, bowling water, rolling bowl, uh, as opposed to, uh, you know, a ticking mom on your stove. At least that's what people say. And then we all as extension agents say, whoa, 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 take a breath. It's all right. It's not going to happen unless you're in mm-hmm. Crystal's class and then it will happen. Um, it won't happen. <laughs> It'll just lock down. Uh, so, Especially if you're just wanting to get started in Canon, I definitely say start out with water bath and get mm-hmm. your feet wet. But what if I want to do green beans? Then start with a pressure canner. <laughs> ah. So, but you know, most everyone loves to make a jam or jelly because you can have very quick success with your first time uh, canning something. Y'all know my jam and jelly tip, don't you? Don't do it. I don't know. No, 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 no. If you're making jam and jelly, you better have hot biscuits for the leftovers that you can't process. Yes. Oh, y'all, yes. this just made me think. That's the best way to end a class is to have biscuits mm-hmm. and then whatever jam is left that doesn't make a full jar, have everybody share it. With, I mean, it, it wins people oh, over. So good. I have researched this peach sauce that we talked about in episode two. <laughs> peach you did? Sauce. We're back to the peach the, sauce. The North Dakota peach sauce. <laughs> it, is, it is what we thought it was. Like you pour it on ice cream. And on desserts like that. And then that also triggered another memory of mine of having a peach jam fail and it was liquid. And so technically I have made peach sauce because we didn't reprocess. We just used it to pour on ice cream when our jam didn't set. There you go. Yum. So delicious. So what, what do I need? Um, if I'm going to, if I wanted to go upstairs right now after, well, not right now when we're done with this, uh, if I wanted to go upstairs and make some strawberry jam, what do I need? Just any old pot with any old lid, uh, whether it fits or not. Well, I know I a need big, strawberries. <laughs> a big pot. So you could, per se, use a big pot and a lid. Um, you could get an official water bath. Canner. They're inexpensive. They're pretty inexpensive. Yeah, they're pretty inexpensive. So I would say get the water bath canner um, if, if you can because it has the rack in it that sits down in it because you don't want your jars to be just sitting on the um, bottom of the pot. Yeah. Uh, uh, you just don't want them to sit there wherever they are. Yeah. Just don't let them sit there. See, I'm doing a Justin. I'm, I'm using yeah. my hands to explain myself and nobody can see this. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, water bath canners are pretty, I think they're like, what, $30 or less. Yeah, it's it's not terrible. Um, and then one of my favorite things for canning, both uh, pressure canning and water bath. Uh, now, we are not endorsed or uh, financially supported by Ball, uh, but Ball <laughs> has a pretty nice little kit that has like a, a magnetic oh, yes. lid grabber and a That's like jar. a Explore kit, isn't it? Explore kit? It's, yes, <laughs> yeah. it's inexpensive. It's and got it a headspace measure. I mean, all a those funnel. Things. Yeah. A funnel. It has the jar lifter. Um, it is the best $9.96 you'll ever spend. It's awesome. If you're canning, it's amazing to have. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's wonderful in every way, in every single way. So really, you don't just need the, um, the pressure canner or the water bath canner. That's not all you need, right? Because we got to have um, a pot to prepare whatever we're going to do. So whether we're uh, hot packing green beans or we are prepping some kind of jam or peach sauce. And then of course our lids, they, we need to get them uh, in warm water so that the seal on the lid is soft, right? 
so essentially we're going to have every aisle on the stove burning um right. as we, pretty as we pretty much so let's let's talk through this strawberry jam you're going to go mm. make strawberry jam oh it's delicious i, mean, I, I like delicious. i like uh dr janie bernie who we will have on as a guest and she's going to live stream via facebook with us it's going to be awesome she's going to answer common questions uh but uh hers is a uh it's strawberry kiwi jam and i am hooked on it that's the one she does in, in class y'all y'all remember that have we, it right um, here Megan has it. yes there we go let's talk through so that let's talk through our strawberry jam we need our water strawberry kiwi jam you want to start sorry, our strawberry, talk kiwi. To the strawberry kiwi jam okay yes so okay. we need our water bath canner we will Check. need a, a small pot or small uh saucepan for our our flats i call them a pot crystal calls them a saucepan whatever you want to call it um let's see verbiage Dep um, depending on what my kids are doing it may turn into a whip who knows <laughs> <laughs> we need a, a another kind of pot stock pot something for cooking our strawberry kiwi jam down right megan yes um, okay we need yeah. uh is it half pints yeah we're going to do and that's what they look at your recipe how much is it going to make this strawberry kiwi jam makes six half pint jars so that's not a mayonnaise jar or a pickle jar that you've emptied this week because you've been no, making pickle not. and mayonnaise sandwiches. And I will tell a quick story on myself. Um, <laughs> hold on, hold on, Megan. I don't make pickle and mayonnaise sandwiches. It just first thing <laughs> come to my mind. <laughs> like, did you Megan's see the face. horror look on my face? <laughs> I did. She was like, I can't listen to Crystal. What did he just say? <laughs> Megan's face. Um, it was it was great. Oh, we made an orange orange uh something i can't remember it was a it was a tested recipe um but we got the wrong size jars but i didn't realize we got the wrong size jars and it did not set up because i used i was with I you followed the recipe that i thought i was following you know correctly um but using the wrong size jars it did not set up correctly mm. it's the orange jelly that you can make from frozen concentrated juice and Listen, it is fabulous it's amazing put that on some cream cheese eat it with crackers oh cream my crackers. stars it's good it's so good um but anywho sorry back to our strawberry kiwi um okay <laughs> we were at our jars how many jars we need we need six it, half pint jars and I'll tell you the ingredients here. Um, there's more to it. So if we were just making strawberry jam, we would need two quarts of crushed strawberries and six cups of sugar. That's it for this recipe. And I'm in the So Easy to Preserve um, book from the University of Georgia Extension that um, we kind of refer to as the Canning Bible because it has everything in it. Um, so strawberry kiwi jam, here we need three cups of crushed strawberries three kiwi peeled and diced, one tablespoon of lemon juice because that's our acid, uh, one tablespoon of minced crystallized ginger, mm. one package of powdered pectin, and five cups of sugar. So that's our ingredients list on this one. Uh, you said sugar, I'm in. Okay. I so, was sitting here thinking, you know, um, with my strawberry jam, I also use pectin. I like to use the pectin recipe with it. I do too. It just to be makes it a lot quicker. Side, yeah. Hey, hey but um, in the real deal, let's say that I have a family member who may have a health issue. Uh, maybe they're a diabetic. Um, I do have a family member that is diabetic. And so I don't want, you know, 74 cups of sugar in this recipe. I think I'm going to modify it. Can't do that. 
but but they can't have all that sugar. Well, then you need to find a tested recipe. Um, Splenda has some that uh that can be used for uh low sugar jams and jellies or no sugar jams and jellies. But you can't just do it yourself. You see what we you just did there. You see what we just <laughs> did there. You can't do it the way my mom did it. Uh, which no. I appreciate the way my mom did it, but you can't, it's not a dabble do you kind of deal. You know, it's uh, you know, we, we're trying to make sure that we're keeping everybody safe, including ourselves and our families. Uh, so there are tested recipes for that though, Megan, and they are delicious. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. They sure are. So back to our strawberry kiwi jam, we're going to put all of our stuff, strawberries, kiwi, lemon juice, ginger, and pectin in a large sauce pot. Bring it quickly to a boil, stirring frequently. Things with jams and jellies is you can't go off and leave it, right? Or you're going to have a burnt. Mm. Can't leave it. It's going to be cooked to the bottom. Also, side note, this is not in this recipe, but this is about the time you want to start your biscuits in the oven. Just saying. (laughs) Well, make sure you put your biscuits in the oven because you might have your jars in there staying warm. I like to put my jars in the oven to keep them warm. Now, does that sterilize them? No. 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 It does not. How do we sterilize jars, guys? Uh, some dishwashers have a sterilized uh, function, or you can boil them. Yeah. Boil. And so Rolling here's the bowl. cool thing. Here's the cool thing about this recipe. In any recipe, if your recipe calls for ten minutes or more processing time, you don't have to sterilize your jars. It's going to happen in the canning process. You do want to so, wash them though. <laughs> I was getting there. (laughs) So you can wash them with soap and water or in the dishwasher, uh, but there's no need to sterilize them separately because um, this recipe is going to process for 10 minutes. Now, if we were just doing plain strawberry jam, it processes for five minutes. So that's not long enough. So 10 minutes or more. Depending on your altitude. Yeah, depending on your altitude. And so if you've never canned before or if you've never really followed followed all the regulations you're probably stressing out right now because we're all like but if you do this or if it's this way or, <laughs> or if it's rainy on sunday uh you know, <laughs> but this is yeah. all all to be safe when we do this yeah. is the entire point well and, and any of your any of your good tested recipes actually will say all of this mm-hmm. so after we've got all those ingredients to a boil we're going to add our sugar stir until dissolved return it to a rolling boil and then boil hard for one minute. And that means it is like a witch. It's a boil. You can't stir down. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. Boil, you, can't you can't stir, stir it down. down. Okay, then we're going to remove it from heat. We skim the foam. Now, the foam's not necessarily bad for you. It just doesn't look pretty in the jar. So, so if, it- if you're putting it in the pantry for the winter, it doesn't really matter. But if you're taking it to the county fair, you ain't going to win because I ain't going to put you in first place. Like you've got foam on the top of your product. Yeah, this ain't no good. It'll make so, it all look all cloudy. Mm-hmm. And you're going to ladle the hot jam into hot jars. And that is why you need um, a ladle. I have my <laughs> jars in the oven to keep them warm. Because what happens when you put a hot product into a cold jar? Breakage Heck. can happen. Been there, done that. Had, had this beautiful batch of peach salsa one time. And it didn't bust it immediately, but when I went to take it out of the water bath, like I pulled up a jars without bottoms. Like it was all flat. That hurts my feelings. It hurt my feelings bad. Okay. So we're ladling it into the hot jars using that funnel that came in that kit. And a ladle Um, that we didn't supply you earlier with. 
yeah, <laughs> leave a fourth inch of headspace. You can use a ruler, but man, that little stair step thing, I wish we could show you right now. I know this is a podcast. A but headspace measure? Head, what? A headspace measure? <laughs> is that what? <laughs> <laughs> we'd like to heckle each other i don't know that's what it's called you called it the little stair step thing <laughs> we're getting real technical here today that's what it looks like it's a it's a little stair step thing you know Head you should jiggle her you we'll should jiggle her exactly. stair step thing <laughs> listen this is Santa spell <laughs> stories of our heritage from appalachia <laughs> So, Granny didn't use one of these, but I like it. Um, so, you can tell you exactly how much headspace you have. And why is it important that we get our headspace right? So, you get a proper seal. Yeah. My headspace has never been right. But I'm <laughs> not going to argue story. with that. <laughs> now, this, I think, is when making jams and jellies is one of the most absolute important steps that people tend to skip. Can y'all get in my headspace and figure out what it is? Yeah, they don't wipe off the top of their jars. down the jars. Yes. Why, well, after you put it in, before you put that seal on, wipe down that jar to make sure there's no jelly there or jam because it's going to keep that from sealing properly if there's sticky stuff there. I don't know how many fair entries we have found that have not wiped down jar oh. um, that wasn't sealed properly. So then I can wipe tell you, I can tell Justin you of one. will... Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Justin will absolutely like, let's uh, just push it to the side. Uh, be like, I'm not even judging. <laughs> there was a sauerkraut that didn't go by the oh. headspace recommendation. And it, I went to check the headspace and I, uh, they did, or no, they didn't, they didn't use headspace right. And they didn't wipe down uh, the rim oh. of the jar. And um, Crystal and Megan were both there. I stunk because yeah. as soon as I turned yeah. that ring, all over me and i was ticked and it was hot that was fermentation nasty. gotcha <laughs> and i had just won claire nails approval that year to judge canning for the first time <laughs> he stunk to high heaven he did stink to high heaven but being a good extension agent i had an extra shirt in the car there you go always prepared <laughs> so after you put your flats on then you just uh, put that a lid on uh fingertip tight and then you process it in your boiling water bath for 10 minutes and like justin says boiling. you don't start your timer until uh you've got a rapid boil going so there it is folks so we can now go i on take them on. out and just run them all over the place right just move them all over no and be sure when you take <laughs> oh, them out you don't tip them over you i gotta sit them upside sideways. down right i was gonna you say you don't that, sit them upside down i was gonna say you missed the most important part you take the biscuits out of the oven you dip it in the excess jam yeah you do have to yeah Hopefully crystal it is vital it will change the way you do canning college in cumberland county no, when we come back listen listen i'm i'm totally on board i just think you're a little obsessed anywho and you what happens sitting if i what you're saying the jam that you have left so but so i go to fill up my jar and it doesn't meet the half i only have half a jar so you what do i do there enough biscuits to get rid of it right then <laughs> that's when you, that's what you're talking about you eat it's it right true. then you've got to have enough to get up to that pour it over ice cream but can i put it in the fridge for a couple days absolutely yes i just can't i just can't save it for you know and process it for it's not chef shelf stable chef 
It's not Swedish Chef Stable. I was like, what is the guy's name on the Muppet? I love that we all went there, though. And again, once again, there were hand motions by everyone. So before this gets too out of control and we all turn into Muppets, we'll ask you to come on back next time. Join us on Zit a Spell. Uh, and we look forward to uh, interacting with you soon. So have a good one. Go sit a spell with somebody you love. See y'all.